Welcome to Scale, sports, knowledge, and life. Let's learn, let's apply, and let's scale up. Welcome to Scale, sports, knowledge, and life. Today we're shooting episode eight with my special guest, my brother, Scooby. Welcome to Scale, bro. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, as you know, a little bit about Scale. Scale is for our new generation of student athletes. What I do is I bring folks like you, yourself, on, former athletes who kind of been through the ranks and kind of built that experience and, you know, have that knowledge to kind of share your journey, your story, so that they can learn from it and they can apply it as they go through their journey. So thank you for taking your time out of your day to uh, come on and share your story with us. So um, if you don't mind, we can get we can get straight to it. Okay, I'm done. So I usually start off by asking, you know, the first question to all my guests is, you know, how you doing mentally? How's your mental space going right now? I'm doing pretty good, man. Actually, you know, the last two years we had a ton of change. You know what I mean from all different aspects, and especially everybody being very, you know, health conscious and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's made a lot of struggle for a lot of people. But for me, actually, I feel like things have actually been really, really good for me, you know, in so many different areas, even, you know, just outside of work, family, everything. So I'm in real good shape right now, you know. That's good. I'm, uh, That's good. I'm thankful, you know, because I know it's it's been a rough period of time for a lot of people. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. You're right, man. It's definitely been a tough, you know, two years, you know, pandemic and everything going on. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um, and before we kind of dive in, I just want to let everyone know that, you know, you and I, you know, we're you're my brother-in-law, you know what I'm saying? Like our <laughs> wives, our sisters. So, you know, we have that bond, you know, but I'm looking forward to learning more about your journey because I know how much you love sports, you know, but, and you know, I also knew you in high school as well too. So it's like, it kind of goes deeper than just, you know, you know, meeting, you know, through being, you know, brother-in-laws, but I knew you in high school as well, too. So I'm eager to kind of hear your, you know, your story and totality and, and everything. So uh, we can just jump right in. So I typically kind of ask first to kind of talk about your journey, like pre-getting to high school, like uh, what were some of the sports you played? What really got you intrigued about playing sports, you know, as a young, as a young kid, whether it's middle school, before middle school, just kind of talk about that if you would. Yeah, so I always wanted to play sports very young age. I got it. I really started falling in love with sports when I was real young. Um, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. <laughs> but, you know, back when they were the Redskins and everything, and I was young, it was, you know, Doug Williams. He, you know, he actually won the Super Bowl. I was one, you know, so <laughs> I got a real solid memory. So my granddaddy, everybody, you know, was real hype. So then that's how I became a fan. And then over time, you know, it was just everything. Uh, football and basketball cards was a big thing for me. You know, I started getting basketball cards. I was learning, learning all their stats and everything. Back then, you could, you know, flip out a card. I'll be able to tell you all kind of stats because, you know, it's cool. You want to buy a pack of cards and you just want to get that Michael Jordan card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it just grew. It just grew my interest. Um, when I was in middle school, that was when I finally got to play for the first team. Cause you know, um, 
my mom and dad were separated. So I was often going back and forth, DC to Tampa, DC to Tampa, you know what I mean? Um, sometimes to, to New York, New Jersey, you know? So then yeah. I was never in a place where I could join a team and actually, you know, stay, but I played baseball okay. in seventh grade, I think, man, okay. I couldn't hit the ball to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had 10 games and I made contact in the ninth game. <laughs> but, you know, it it was fun. I loved every minute of it. I actually could pitch, uh, you know, I, I had a good eye. I could tell you if it was a ball or a strike, I couldn't hit it. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I got on base, I was going to steal a few bases, you know what I'm right. saying? But that was it. So, And then from that, it gave me the drive to want to play, you know, and then, um, in the summertime, I would be in D.C. for all my PG County people. I went to St. John's basketball camp, you know, and that was awesome because they would have like a draft and then put you on different teams. And then you play like a little season in the championship. So then you got the little feel that you won a championship, you know, a little trophy. It ain't all that. But to, to you at that age, it's amazing. Right. And of course, when I came to Tech, that's when it all just opened, you know, football, basketball, track. You know, the only thing I didn't play was much baseball. You know, I came out right. there and tried to be a pinch runner a little bit, but then I was like, no, nah, right. I can't hit. So what's the point of me being out here? So, you know, right. but that's right. where it really kicked off right then, you know. So, okay, okay. Football, okay. I mean, basketball was always my love, but uh-huh. my height, you know, <laughs> didn't work <laughs> out. So. But um, when I started playing football, you know, I actually started as a sophomore. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm out there, I'm first day at practice and everybody's, we got five minutes to get out there or we got to run. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, and all the kids, they're running out there, seniors and everything, we're all practicing together because it's like the first few days of conditioning, we got pads mm-hmm. and they're going out the locker room and I'm trying to figure out how to take the pads and I've got my pants on, I'm trying to, I'm like, how do y'all do this? They're like, man, take the pants off, put them in first. And then, you know what I mean? So yeah, 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 that was yeah. my first experience. And I got hit a few times and stuff like that, but I was strong and everything. So mm-hmm. coach was like, oh yeah, you work with them. He had me working with seniors and stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm just doing what I saw on TV. Right. And then I kind of, picked it up from there. So that was my experience. You know, I didn't get to have the little league and all that stuff like that, that, you know, right. I wish I had, but once I got to it, because I love sports so much, all of them that it, right. I just, I just took off. Right. 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 That's beautiful, man. So if you mind me asking, so you say that you didn't get a chance to play in the little league was it because you were kind of like moving, like you kept moving from like DC to Tampa up North. Or was it just because you, you didn't know about, you know, leagues that were available to you to play in? Because uh, it, it, it kind of strikes me that, you know, sophomore year was the first time you got a chance to, like, you know, play football, put on pads, you know, <laughs> you know how to put the pads on, take your pants off first, then put the pads. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's kind of crazy. And also, like, to me, because I know how good of a player you are, it's like, man, you had a late start. And just imagine if you would have, you know, played a little bit, you know, for like, you know, one of the TBYFLs or Pop Warner. Yeah, of course. I always was like, man, I wish I played, you know, but it was always, you know, I'm, I'm going to go visit my mom or I'm going to be up there. I'm going to go visit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I never had the consistency in one place to be able to play. So, yeah, it was it. Like I said, it was a shock when I first went out there to practice because I was I basically was like the same size, <laughs> like 
you know, eight years. So at one point I was a big kid. And then uh-huh. later it was like, yeah, this, this dude, he used to look like he could play, you know, linebacker, you yeah. know, for his age, but now he's a scat back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I, I pretty much was, you know, five, six, five, seven for like my whole high school career, you know, yeah. and I always had a real stocky and strong frame. So mm-hmm. a person looking at me and say, Oh, he's a freshman. Oh yeah. He, you know, so when I went out there, Coach immediately was like, oh, yeah, well, he's a sophomore. He's going to be, you know, bigger. Oh, yeah. Let's work him with the seniors and stuff. Let's see where he right. belongs. And, you know, the seniors was like, hey, I'm, you know, they had practice. they like, this is fresh meat. I'm going to eat. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it kind of gave me that drive. And then also, mm-hmm. too, um, before my dad got me out there, we got some cleats. And mm-hmm. I was like. Um, you know, I want to get a visor. I want to get some gloves. And he was like, yeah. man, we ain't buying none of all that until we know you ain't going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and when he said that word, quit, it was like, all right, nah, I got to prove you wrong. Ain't, ain't, right. ain't nothing making me quit. Man, right. I was waking up with cramps in the middle of the night and stuff <laughs> like that. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be out there, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So so how did your sophomore year, uh, season go? So first year, did you play a little JV and varsity or did you go straight to varsity as a sophomore? And like, how was the season? How was your, you know, progression learning the game? How did that kind of come about? So thinking back now, I actually thought about this real recently too. Uh-huh. I didn't because, you know, it's my game coaching and everything. The X's and O's are all constantly running. You know, I uh-huh. always need to feed that. So when I was thinking about it, I actually didn't understand the game much at all when I was mm-hmm. when I was first playing but like I had I had that quick takeoff and mm-hmm. I was strong mm-hmm. so as a sophomore they actually put me at nose tackle I was nose okay five seven one seventy five <laughs> playing nose tackle yeah but the thing was I had a quick takeoff you know I line up in four point stand I had a quick takeoff so that it was hard for those guys that were bigger to get their hands mm-hmm. on me and I'm right there next to the quarterback and I'm actually fast and everything else. So then it, yeah. it caused a lot of problems. That was cool on JV. We moved up to varsity with the big boys at the end of the season <laughs> and they weren't having that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we played Wharton. Wharton went to state. You know, those guys was, was big. And that's when I mm-hmm. learned like, okay, I got to actually understand this game and, and get to a position that makes sense for me. Right. And that's when I started learning about, you know, reading deep, reading the offense and stuff like that. And I realized I want to run the ball a little bit. So I was like, mm-hmm. get right in. you know, that's, you know, that's pretty much how it was. Nice, nice, nice. So let me kind of transition and kind of say, how was it being an all around student athlete? Like, you know, being at Tech, you know, Tech's a, it's a, um, I don't say it's a private school. It's like a magnet school, right? Tech, you know. Yeah, they call it a magnet and vocational because they had a little bit of both. So right, you know. right, right. So, um, the biggest thing was, you know, once you play a sport at Tech, they want you to play something year round. You know, right, play right. all of them. So, you know, with basketball, track, everything, being being so busy with sports, that pretty much took up your time from after school to, you know, right. eight o'clock. Right. So, and then the student side of it, um, because you're playing a sport, you always knew you had to have your grades and everything, you had to have your GPA. Um, I mean, I'm pretty intellectual, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I didn't, 
I didn't struggle with that. It was mm-hmm. kind of easy. My parents were heavy on school first. Right. So actually, when I played baseball in seventh grade, believe it or not, this was pretty embarrassing for me. But <laughs> I got a C on a project. And my parents took me out of baseball after that, that ninth game. I made contact, and then I was off the team. Because of the C? Yeah. I was like, and I got this C up in like two weeks. I, I came with my new progress report. I was like, Dad, I'm good. Can I go back? And he was like, nah, it's over now. Oh. But that get, that got me. So, you know, I mean, I graduated with a four at Tech. So it was my focus on school. 4.0? Yeah. Dang, yeah. salute, bro. Dang, that's <laughs> yeah, solid. That's solid. It was, bar- it was barely a four. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, four's four point oh three, but hey, hey. Right, right. <laughs> no, that's that's nice. So you, so academics, you were solid. Yeah, no issues. You were able to balance. Like, how was with balancing? Like, you know, having practice. You said till eight o'clock. Have some homework. You know, going home, getting homework, getting projects to. You also have friends, you know what I'm saying, going to the movies, bowling, parties. So, like, like if you can recall back, you know, we ain't that old, but, like, if you can recall back, how was, like, balancing all of that, you know? Oh, man, you making this, you making me feel like I ain't get to live, man. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> wasn't no bowling and all that, you know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> I did go bowling into the movies from time to time, but most of the time, you know, I was at the house, you know, I had to get my stuff home. Believe it or not, like I'm one of the dudes, I actually had a bedtime until I was like a senior in high school. If you up, you better be doing schoolwork. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I pretty much had all my stuff done. You know, I appreciate yeah. my parents for that because it, it instilled a lot of different things for me. You know what right. I mean? But um, yeah, so it was, I didn't really struggle with that because the, the way my parents had me set up. Right. You know, and then on the on the flip side, after I knew I had that C, you know, what being happened? hired in a 2.0 and the coach taking you out, that wasn't my worry. I needed to make sure my parents didn't have a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, exactly. 2.0 was nothing. I needed a 3.0 and no, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pass off my back. Yeah. So um just kind of circle back again. So it it kind of hit me. So you said that you played your sophomore year. So freshman year at tech. Um, did you play any sports at all, or did you just kind of like let me learn lay the land, see how things are going, get my grades right, and then try out? Or did you just say, you know, I want to play sophomore year and then give it a shot? Or did you play a different sport freshman year? So my freshman year, I wanted to play football, but football starts off right off the bat. You know what I mean? Right. You got to show up. So um, I think it was the second day of school. I came home and I'm like, Dad, I want to play. I want to play football. You know. He was like, nah, you, you got to show me that you're going to get the grades first. Mm. So I missed out. I missed out on football season because it was too late once mm-hmm. I was able to have enough time to produce that. And then uh, basketball season came around. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I remember we had conditioning. Conditioning started, you know, shoot, maybe the third week of school. Because they weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, actually it's funny about that is, you was part of the people that scared me, man. I went in there to conditioning after we done ran Titan and we done ran all these miles and stuff on, and you and Dominique and them guys are throwing alleys off the walls, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's you know, basketball was the only thing, you know, for my freshman yeah. year because of I had to get those, I had to get some grades to show my dad that I was, you know, going to take yeah. it serious. Yeah, 
hey, listen, I, I commend your parents, man. I mean, to make, like, to say, nope, get your grades first. I don't care when football starts, get your grades first, and then we'll consider football. And it sucks on your part because you missed the whole year of getting footage and getting yourself acclimated to the sport. But they're like, listen, sports come behind. Like, you're a student first, then you're an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely shout out to your parents for that, you know, for keeping on. I mean, even this seventh grade, pulling you off the team for a C on a project. That's no joke. <laughs> that's no joke. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, that's dope. That's dope. All right. So kind of talk us through like your junior. So first year, sophomore went well. How did junior and senior year kind of go as far as like your confidence, your build, like you said, finding that position that you're like, okay, now I can read offense, read the, the defense. Where do I feel like my game will, will shine the most? So the biggest thing was, I mean, you know how football goes. It's it's a heady game. But in mm-hmm. high school, um, you know, everything's simplified for mm-hmm. you to succeed. If you got the right coach and everything, then they're going to simplify everything for you to succeed. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me was in football, especially in Florida, you want to be at practice for the whole summer. Whole right. summer, I was in D.C. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could do was work out and get in shape. Mm-hmm. Consequently, at the same time, you know, back then, you you wanted to be fly. You want to have some right. money. You could take a girl out or whatever. So right. Right. I got a job. And my first job was actually at Gold's Gym. In oh, Bowie. Gold's Gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bowie, um, it's a small city in Maryland. We got a college there historically black you know what i mean so we had a lot of the football players would come in there and work out it's summer it's their off season mm-hmm. they'd have me working out with them because okay. i worked there so i was you know the the little kid that's working in there is in high school so right. they kind of took me on a way work work out with me i used to take the bus all the way home mm-hmm. and at home i would run up and down the hill to get faster so when i came mm-hmm. back as a junior they were like oh okay we can't put this guy at nose tackle. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. if we want to try to, you know, do some gimmicky thing, we can do that, but he's different now. You know what right. I mean? And that's when they wanted me to switch to the offensive side of the ball, get in the secondary, and they want me to hit people and stuff like that. It was right. a little bit different. Right. But that was the biggest thing that helped me um, in my experience was that that change. When I took working out serious mm-hmm. and I hit the weight room, it actually transformed my game in football basketball and track because i was way stronger and just yeah. you know i was more accustomed to my body and, and what i'm able to do you right. know what i mean that was i if there's one thing that i could tell a high school student mm-hmm. freshman year get in the gym man i mean <laughs> get in the gym <laughs> right 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 hit the gym hit the gym that's a blessing to have a uh, um, a job working at the gym, like getting paid, your workout, watch people work out, learn new techniques. And then you said you come across a football player and they're like, hey, bro, come on, man, join us and work out. And you said run the hill to get faster. Like, yo, that's that's the mindset of like, okay, I know what to do. I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. was definitely a blessing. Like you said, you knew that the setback was I'm not in Tampa working with the team. I'm in Maryland. So let me do what I can to make sure that I'm up to par. So when I come back, they're like, okay. He wasn't slacking. He was he was he was working every day, or, you know, <laughs> getting his getting getting the, the uh, work in. So now let's kind of transition into the uh, the fun part of of it. You know, like trying to like once you felt like okay, I'm good. Like I'm probably better than good. Like I think I can play at the next level. Um, what were some of the things you did to make sure that you got an opportunity or that you were trying to secure that 
athletic scholarship to play at the next level. Like your grades were good, coaches not gonna worry about your grades because you can come and be fine academically. But what were things you did to kind of set yourself apart from some of your some of your you know colleagues, you know teammates, or you know trying to get a scholarship as well too? So it was a bunch of different things. Um, obviously. I'm telling you a little bit about my character by explaining how I would work out and everything mm-hmm. like that in the summer. And I kind of carried that with me all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you hear all the stories about, you know, Walter Payton and Kobe, Michael Jordan, and how they kept working. So I always felt like I need to do a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, a big thing for me, especially in football, was I would my cousin lived right around the corner from me mm-hmm. and he was a football player. And, you know, you spend all the nights, you know, playing, you know, NCAA football and you mm-hmm. create yourself and you want to go to this team. So I already had those aspirations. So mm-hmm. I understood that to get that, I had to get out and do drills. So all the drills and stuff that my coaches would put me through, I put some cones down. We had a little field by a church. Me and my cousin mm-hmm. would go out there, do drills, throwing the ball, running sprints, doing all these different things that we learned, that we learned from passing camps and stuff like that. Right did all those different things repetitiously because I felt like if I'm, if I'm doing those things when everybody else is not, I'm getting better. And then, you know, once the opportunity is for you to put it on tape, Mm -hmm. put it on tape. And the biggest thing too was my dad was, my dad was at every game and most of the time he recorded. Mm -hmm. So we had a second place to have film. Mm-hmm. you know in, in case the high school's not doing it or you didn't right. have anyone back then we didn't have a lot of people that would just help recruits get right you know or or you know help recruits get to scouts and stuff like that but now mm-hmm. um that's a bigger more prevalent thing it's a good investment right. now but back then you definitely had to have somebody with a camera just getting everything that you that you you do on film right 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 that's a that's an important point because if pop wasn't there if, you know, the coach had some foot, I mean, you know, the team had footage, but they want to share it with you or someone lost it or they reported over it. One of your best games, then what? You got no footage. And coaches, gone. especially it's back gone. then, like they, they even now, coaches still want to see you play. Like, they can't be there live, so show us some footage. You know, I mean, now they got YouTube, Instagram, so now you can post up. But back then, we didn't have that. So, thank goodness for Pops. You was there every game, every play, catch you, and then you go home and you cook it up and you you know, got the VHS or whatever, CDs, making it into one so, so that you had your highlight tape you can share. And they're like, hey, this is what I can do with my highlight tape. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's definitely a big one. So those are some things you did to kind of say stuff apart, to kind of get college to start looking at you. And then you just have, like, letters start coming in. And, like, did you, did you do any official or unofficial visits before, like, senior year or after your senior year? So here's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. going off of that same subject um I took my tape from my junior year mm-hmm. you know I had it recorded and I was trying to copy it so I could have more of them and stuff like that but I, I had two copies and mm-hmm. I took one and I visited DC for spring break mm-hmm. my mom went to Howard mm-hmm. at the same time they were also recruiting other players in our in our area people that I grew up with that was friends with me and everything Mm -hmm. so my mom you know used her connections and everything and delivered my tape to one of the um one of the coaches he was an assistant Mm -hmm. maybe like a position coach Mm -hmm. but um when I got back home I got a phone call from them and they I had a visit 
Okay. So when I went up there for the visit, they saw me, they talked to me. They actually offered me. So Okay. How was, how was your first one? Yeah. That was the first one. So, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't go there, but I learned a lot just from that visit because mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm seeing the track athletes running the track while I'm up mm -hmm. there. And, you know, I'm, at, I'm they're, they're running their times. I, I personally didn't want to run track, uh -huh. but I did pretty good at it. So um, I was just asking the guys different things and watching how they were practicing and stuff like that. That was a whole week of me being able to just see what they do. Right. You know, and then also watching the football team. Um, Antoine Bethe was there and mm -hmm. he actually uh, was a real good safety play for the 49ers, the mm -hmm. Bills, a lot of different teams. And he was like, I saw him be a leader on mm -hmm. that team. You know, defensive players drop an interception. Mm -hmm. Go do push-ups. Go do push-ups. You know what I mean? Right. And then right. so much as he even was explaining to a guy how to get on the field. He was like, look, man, you can catch interceptions all the time you want in practice. Everybody can catch a pick. If you hit somebody, coach will find a, pl a place for you to play. Right. I never forgot that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I took mm -hmm. that with me. I brought that with me, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm a hit. And mm -hmm. guess what? It works. You hit That's somebody to put you on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, that it that it really helped. I was thankful that I had that tape because mm -hmm. you know that's something that was an offer I could have accepted. Right. You know, right. Um and obviously just the experience that I had up there, that gave me some more more information about how things really work, which right. in turn helped me in the long run. Right, right, right. And that was your junior year, right? So you used to have one more year. Mm -hmm. To kill in high school before making that final final decision. So after your senior year, did you go on any other visits or or were you getting more letters from different schools, D1, D2? You know, like how was how was that coming about? Into your I got senior? a lot of letters for like D2 for the most part, but um I ended up visiting Jacksonville University and then that's that's it was closer to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Pops to be out there, so you know. Yeah. That's well, and then they, the Jacksonville University at that time was trying to grow their uh their their population. Mm -hmm. So my freshman class was actually the biggest class that they, they uh they had at the time, mm -hmm. and they were offering a lot of academic scholarships and everything. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, it worked out, you know. They, that was just a better choice for me at the time. So right, right, right. Okay, so Ju Jacksonville University, nice. Yeah. And nice. Actually, I could have went to West Point, mm -hmm. but, you know, September 11th happened. I got kind of nervous. My parents were kind of <laughs> nervous, so, you know. But I, I, thinking back, that probably was the best offer I could have had because, you know, um, you get the discipline, the experience and everything. And then also, I mean, that's, a, that's D1 as it gets. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. right, right. West Point, right, right. So what was the offers you had on the table you had? Howard, JU, and West Point, or were there some other ones that you just was like, now nah, I'm I'm good. I'm not going to entertain that. I mean, I think I had some like D3 stuff, but it wasn't really, you know, D3 doesn't work on scholarships and D2 right. doesn't need the time. So it wasn't really like I saw them, but yeah. you know, my, my mind, because I didn't fully understand how it works, mm -hmm. I was one track mind and focused on, you know, these, these are my only options. You know? Right, right, and, right. And that's something I do want to mention. Um, I took community college as not playing football, like football. Mm -hmm. 
sports is over. So I totally omitted that, not understanding that JUCO, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, financially, if you don't get a scholarship and you want to, you know, the right thing to do is go to save some money at that, that junior right. college, or the community college, and then make sure you're keeping yourself in shape, keep your, mm-hmm. your film, find a place. You can find places to play and camps to go mm-hmm. to. And then when it's time for you to go, it's, that's the best way because then you don't take out loans. You know, and that's one thing that I, you know, I wish I would have learned mm-hmm. because when you're in high school, it's always go to college. And if you're an athlete, it's I need to go now. I need this scholarship. Like the time's going to pass by. Is it going to pass by if you show up at 20, <laughs> you know, at a college? No. You know what I mean? Are you in your prime at 20? You will miss your prime at 20? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, that's a that's something really important yeah. that um, I wish I understood because then you can kind of make a better decision. Right. and go at your own pace. The more you know, the more you can do. So that's why I created the, um, this community so we can share some of these things that some athletes may not know about JUCO or you know D2 or NAIA, D3, about scholarships and things of, of that nature. So, all right, so so now you're at JU, you know what I'm saying? You're the big man on campus. So <laughs> so, so did you did you only play football at JU or, or did you explore with, with any other um, sports? So I only played football. Um, okay. <laughs> they make it where you don't really have time to play anything else. You right, know? right. But so the cool thing about JU is um, at the time, they were really trying to build up the uh, the camaraderie. So mm-hmm. what they wanted you to do is if you play, if you play the sport, you needed to go to two games each week of somebody else's sport to support oh. you. So it worked in multiple ways because now mm-hmm. you got, you're building camaraderie. Right. And now you got more people that's cheering for the team. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. So it was, that was, that was pretty cool. It was also time consuming. And JU, I mean, they, they say all these different things about all these schools where you got athletes don't have to pay attention in class. That wasn't JU at least. And I don't know what schools that happens. <laughs> most student athletes I talked to, that ain't how it was. They were like, I had to sit in the front of the class or whatever the case mm-hmm. was. Hey, you, you couldn't miss no class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't sit in the back. Study hall was 8 to 10 p.m. You know what I mean? So it's like, it. you sitting in study hall at 10 p.m. Like, hey, man, I mean, I got I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. but, you know, it's, it, it's different, but it was good. You know what I mean? Right. Jay's a private school, so like I said, I don't know if that is part of the reason why academics was so focused on, but you know, right, 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 right. Okay, so while being at uh, Ju, did you have any challenges at all? Like, did you experience anything? I was like, man, that was tough—injury <laughs> or 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 like school or anything. Shoot, everything. Getting <laughs> for class. I mean, you name it. <laughs> But it's just the college experience. You know what I mean? You learn different tricks. Like I said, getting registered for different classes and stuff before they fill up. Yep. That's the first time that you're out on your own mm-hmm. and you're making all these life decisions for yourself. And I don't mean the life decisions like, should I go to this party? Should I not? But like, what class am I going to take? Am I going right. to take that eight o'clock class? Am I going to get up and be there? You know, so many different things. And then you only had a few people as guidance counselors 
right. to help you along the way. I was in my guidance counselor's lady and in the admissions office all the time. You know what <laughs> I mean? So those are a lot of different things that you don't really expect going in from high school because right. the high school is kind of laid out for you. Yeah, you pick, yeah, I want to take these classes and then you're done. Right. So I kind of thought that was how it was going to be when I got to college. Mm-hmm. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, wow, like I'm an adult. I get to choose everything I want to do. If I don't want to go to class on Tuesday and Thursday. Just don't schedule a class on those days. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, taking those different, you know, I got to get this many credits. This, it was it was a it was a big experience. So okay. it was tough, you know. And in fact, somebody motivated me in Jacksonville. I think you might know him. <laughs> <laughs> I met Truth. Oh, truth. Okay. Okay. Truth. My cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I met Truth and I remember talking to Truth and Truth was one of the other people because I used to box too. I, I boxed when I was younger mm-hmm. and he was he was into boxing. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was cool because you, you rarely run into people who are actually into boxing and actually did it. So, you know, yeah. I chop it up with him all the time. And I'd be like, yeah, Truth, man, what you doing? Yeah, I got 24 credits. And I'm like, what? so that was that was really inspirational because you saw an athlete you know even though he wasn't an athlete for the school he took his athleticism serious Mm -hmm. but he's he man that guy i don't think i ever talked to him and he had less than 18 credits i'm like what you trying to graduate next week right right (laughs) you went to ju like graduated like two years and went on to to like columbia university new york and I mean, brilliant, smart. Shout out to Cuzzo, man. Shout out to Truth, man, for real. He was, I mean, brilliant, brilliant, smart, you know. But, yeah, so, so he said that he was, like, a motivation to you, like, just talking to him and seeing all the, the workload that he had. And you're, like, 24 credits, 18 credits, 20 credits. Like, how are you doing it? How are you keeping yeah. it all together? I'm and like, shoot, well, if I do 12, then they're not going to try to mess with me and make me pay right. their and <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. So, um, so we talked about challenges. So, no injuries, nothing like that happened to you while you were at uh, JU. You kind of was able to like, you know, didn't miss any games or nothing too serious that caused any kind of like delays or missing games or nothing like that. So, actually, I'm very thankful about that. You know, I had a, I had minor injuries. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had a deep thigh bruise that pretty much kept me from practicing for quite a while, you know, okay. pretty much sit in the ice tub. And then of course you, you, you can't go on game day. Mm-hmm. It's just, it doesn't make sense for you to be practicing and, you know, right. um, no major injuries. Okay. I, I had a stinger on my shoulder. I broke mm-hmm. a finger, putting a TV in the car. That's the biggest thing that <laughs> happened to me in college, man. I mean, no, I just was lucky. Good. So, you know, yeah, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. So, while at JU, how was your social support? Like, did you have support from your know, family, friends, or how was that experience for you? Like having that social circle that kind of helped you? Because as an athlete, student athlete, you got a lot going on. You have to balance a lot. So, so kind of talk about that if you if you will. So, the way it was a private school, and like I said, our our freshman class was the biggest class that the school had. So, <laughs> the second. My sophomore year was even bigger. So the first two years, basically, it was like a family of a bunch of, you know, new adults. Right. Um, add in the fact that we had to go to two, you know, events each week for mm-hmm. other teams. And you just got a big family of, of 
athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, I knew if my dad was was watching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew if he was there because yeah. you know, it, it don't matter how many people's in that crowd. You look around, you're like, oh, there he is. He watching me now. You know, and I can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the that camaraderie atmosphere it just made us all a lot closer because what you don't realize is if you have to go to two events every week, right. And you go to a softball game or basketball, whatever the case is, most of the time you kind of go together, you know? So you, you, all your teammates go, y'all sign the paper together. Y'all sit together. And and Mm -hmm. now you're, while you're rooting for them, you're also building that relationship with each other. So a lot of long lasting relationships I got from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still talk to my college roommate almost every day. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that rule. I've never heard going to that never, but to like make you go to at least two other sporting events, like that's that's cool. I like that. I like that. So, kind of want to transition over to kind of see to ask you, like you know, while you was at, at JU, did you have aspirations or were you trying to or did you get opportunity to play at the next level? Like, did you want to play? I mean, of course, most people have the aspiration, but. Did you attempt, did you get a chance to play at the next level beyond college? I um, mean, it sounded like you went to JU all four years from a freshman to a, to, to your senior year. So I actually left as a junior. Um, oh, you left, Jay, okay. Yeah, left as a junior. Um, coaching changes and everything, scholarships, yeah. everything, just the, the scheme changed, everything, yeah. you know, um, the new coach came in. He don't believe in running the football. You know, he was in shotgun all the time. So that that changes some things. And that actually, now that you mentioned that, it brings up a, a good point for your viewers. For the one thing they, they should do is really understand when they're weighing out different um, offers mm-hmm. that we always used to hear, you know, you, you got this, you know, full ride. But it's not a full ride when it comes to sports. Mm -hmm. It's everything is paid for this year. So if you get a full scholarship and you go to that school, that's for this year. Mm -hmm. You have to earn that throughout the year to keep it. Now, most of the time, if you go on a scholarship, they're going to keep you unless barring injury or another coach comes in or whatever the case is. So so you do have that kind of vestment. When you're mm-hmm. at, when when you show up, you can see a hundred people on the sideline, and they're gonna be trying out for four or five positions. You know, sure. you got travel team and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about a lot of those different things. But at the end of the day, if enough good players show up, they can take your spot. Or if you get hurt, right. so that's something that you should weigh out. And that was another thing that drove me to JU's because they offered so much academic money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I couldn't lose that no matter right. what happened. Right. So that kind of really caught my attention, you know, because mm-hmm. you're listening to like, you know, if you ever get hurt and you're like, well, I don't want to get hurt, but I'm not Superman. Right. And in case that does happen, I still got my academic scholarship. Right. So that's something that's, that's really important for, you know, people to pay attention to, but right. you know, um, when it comes to that experience there and everything, um, Every moment I, I, you know, I wanted to be in the league, you know, yeah. so that was my ultimate goal, Every, you know, but at the end of the day, at that level, you're a little bit more cerebral about reality and everything. You understand right. that, you you know, you, JU, 1AA at the time. Right, right. We knew, we played uh, San Diego, 
Mm-hmm. And Harbaugh was the coach back then at San Diego. <laughs> Josh Johnson played for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Josh Johnson's career, right, it was it wasn't as as great as what it seemed in college. A lot of people don't notice, but man, that that guy looked like Vic in college. You know, yeah. leading yeah. the PFL in rushing and passing yards. So when you understand that and you see how good he is, and you know how his career progressed, then you kind of reality starts to set in. You know. Yeah. Um, I did try to go to a trial for the Jaguars, and mm-hmm. I actually they had so many people. You don't touch a football. They cut down the first fifteen. I, I survived that wave, uh-huh. but then after that, I was gone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um, when I came back home, I, I tried out for a, I tried out for the Predators in Orlando Arena Football. Okay. It's kind of weird because they don't really use running backs. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were high-flying, throw the ball all the time. Um, but they called me and told me, well, they told you if, if we call you, then you got another chance. We'll call you, just forget about it. You know, keep mm-hmm. working your day job. Right. They called me, and then the league folded. They called me and said, hey, look, we're not playing football this year. So uh-huh. I didn't know if that was good or bad, but, you know. And then after that, life started to kick in. I started coaching, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I always had those aspirations, you know what I mean? But yeah. at the end of the day, you, reality starts to set in. You see just how good the cream of the crop really is. Right. That's right. not a slight, you know, because sports, and this is what I was getting at earlier, sports is different now than it was 15, 20 years ago. So when we were growing up, everybody was like, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right. you know? I know you heard that a thousand times. You're like, yeah, you're good, but don't, but don't put all your eggs in one back. So it's kind of different now. You know, a lot of the basketball players that I saw at JU went overseas to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, cool. They didn't make it to the NBA, but I look at their Instagram and all that stuff and they ain't hurting for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so those options are there. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys, you know, our point guard came back and he's coaching high school basketball after he had a great career elsewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So looking back, you know, these guys are mid thirties and they're doing mm-hmm. what they love and they didn't have to do anything that they didn't want to right. for their whole life. So you want to keep that in mind because just because you don't, make it to the league, you know, mm-hmm. your prof- perspective for, you don't make it as a professional, there's still so many other avenues that you can go where you can right. keep doing it, you know, and, right. and make a good life for yourself outside of just like the fact that you do get a degree and you can get a better job. You mm-hmm. can also play your sport for money elsewhere and right. travel. You know what I mean? So I had, I had a closed mind to that as well. And I wish I could have understood that. I mean, I think you remember uh, Micah went to high school with us. He played yeah, quarterback. Oh, man. Shout out to Micah, man. He's Micah, a yeah. superstar, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look at him. He went to Helsinki. I think he won two, three Super Bowls. And you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, doing his thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's worth it to keep your mind open and, and you know, do what you, you know pursue your dreams until until you're ready to stop and not till someone else tells you to stop so i like that i like that I like that and if we kind of go back slow because i don't know the process so you told me they tried out for jacksonville jaguars so like do you just like sign your name or something or you have to get invited or like like if someone who's like i'm a junior in college now i want to you know go play nfl 
like what was that process like if you can recall what you did to kind of get yourself so they usually they usually work off invites mm -hmm. um they they would pick and choose different athletes from from ju and a lot of the different colleges right there because you mm -hmm. had Edward Waters, uh, yes. UNF, but they didn't have a football team at the time. But there were so many different mm -hmm. little schools right there. So they would go and invite people, you know, and just, to, I guess, see maybe we catch somebody who's fast or somebody right. has a different skill or whatever the case is. They invite you, bring you in. But if you know football, you understand. When you get there, ain't no pads, ain't no hitting. You don't even touch a football, man. It's you, we're gonna line up. We're gonna do some 100 yard dashes. Let me let me right. see how fast you are. Yeah. And then when they're doing that, they're checking to see how fast you are and what kind of wind you have. Mm. If you run in that eighth, ninth, 100 yard dash, and you still got that wind, you're not breathing heavy. They know you're taking it serious, and they know you're right. in the right shape. Right. That ain't easy, but that's how they weed people out, so then they can mm -hmm. go and get down to the nitty gritty. So right. that's kind of how how it works from that part, and then. The rest I had to learn from watching Hard Knocks because I ain't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. And then you said so after that you tried out for the arena football, got the call back, but you know the team, you know, kind of folded in. So you went into into coaching. So kind of talk about your your experience being a coach. Now it's coming full circle. You know, you were a player, you played in high school, playing in college. Now you're coaching athletes. How was that transition? And you know, how was that for your perspective on? on sport on so sport. coaching was was awesome you know it, at first I was so I was so young I was kind of resentful that I wasn't still playing because you know mm -hmm. I kind of I still wanted to play mm -hmm. but um when I got into coaching I started off I was working at the YMCA so I just started mm -hmm. I decided to start coaching the youth leagues there you know mm -hmm. flag football soccer basketball I coached everything at the Y yeah and then I started building net, you know, networking because I was also a personal trainer in the gym. You know, there was that word again. <laughs> the gym. <laughs> so uh, I met I met uh, the JV football coach, and I started coaching. With, he was a football coach at Sickles. I started coaching mm -hmm. with him. Um, was an offense coordinator with him for the JV mm -hmm. for the varsity. I was just a like a scout because they didn't really know who I was. So then I started going to who they would play next and just pick up on different things. And I know mm -hmm. the game, I was able to bring them back a lot of different intel. Mm -hmm. So about halfway through the season when JV stops and then varsity keeps playing, we, I went up and started giving them little hints. I'm like, hey, look, man, I noticed whenever the quarterback does this, we looking deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then um, – they started giving me more and more responsibilities and stuff. And we actually, that was the first time Sickles made the playoffs and they mm -hmm. went to regionals. So it was, it was pretty mm -hmm. good. They had a really good team. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to find out a lot of different little, notice different little keys mm -hmm. that other teams did to try to make it easier for their players to execute right. their responsibilities. And if you can really pay attention to those little things, then you can really gain an advantage because you know what's coming. Right. So that helped me and that kind of got my name you know, in eyes around coaching. Mm -hmm. So I started, I kept coaching there. And then another guy, um, he's actually uh, best friends with Rondé Barber. Oh, Rondé. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he kind of okay. put me in the network. I met him and I met Raheem Morris and nice. a lot of those guys. And Raheem Morris at the time was a coach of the Bucks. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so 
my name started moving around, and that's how I ended up coaching the Tampa Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. um, in semi-pro because they saw me, they saw where I was working, they saw, you know, I was in that kind, kind of network, and then I was able to start coaching with them, and that was awesome too because now, you you know, it was semi-pro, it sounds like, oh, you know, like this is, you know, they're not playing on TV. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's adult league football. That's that's the reality of it. It's adult league football, but it gets pretty serious. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I was 22, 23 years old, yeah. and I had people that was 18 all the way up to 37, 39 mm-hmm. playing. So to be able to have that experience, you know, I got this kid who's having his first child on the way. And, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I don't have a child. I'm coaching right. this person. I'm trying to help him make the right decisions. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I got another guy's over here. And, you know, he's dealing with different issues in his life. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, 37. And he smelled like Bengay when he walked by. You know what I mean? Icy <laughs> hot. <laughs> it was a pretty good experience. You know what I mean? Because it, mm-hmm. it helped me learn how to be a leader of men and not just children high schoolers and stuff like that so that was awesome and that helped me in the long run for you know my career yeah because I'm I'm in leadership in my career now and mm-hmm. you know so it, it gave me a lot of different aspects that I didn't the diff, different parts of life that you have to you know tend to as a coach I got to learn really fast through that right 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 okay thank you for sharing thank you thank you so as you wrap up, I got a couple, like, you know, five questions. I'm going to throw at you about, like, five more questions or so. Uh, one thing I like to ask is, um, if you look back at your sports, you know, student-athlete career, uh, what would you say or what would you deem as your one of your most embarrassing moments? I, I know you referenced one early, earlier in the session. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the one you still want to use, but if you had, like, your most embarrassing moment that you're like, man, I wish – I wish I didn't, you know, had that experience. I can erase it from history, let it be gone. Just that one. What would that one be? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that the biggest, the most embarrassing thing was <laughs> at Tech, <laughs> I was on special teams. <laughs> and it, it didn't happen just once. But uh-huh. we were on punt coverage team, you know, and if anybody's played special team punt coverage, you kind of understand. They punt that ball, and everybody, especially in high school, just run around looking to hit somebody. Look. <laughs> so I'm looking at the guy who's trying to recover, you know, return the punt. So I'm running full speed. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tackle this. I'm gonna rock this guy. The next thing you know, I see my feet up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Blindsided. <laughs> So I got up, I look at the sideline and everybody was laughing at me. And for some reason, for like three games in a row, it just kept happening. This is in high school, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. so my teammates was my coach, Coach Coop was like, hey man, watch Lewis, watch him on this play. <laughs> oh, man, I remember Coach Coop. I remember Coach Coop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, it was. That was that had to be. I mean, I was I was laughing at it at the time, and I'm laughing yeah, yeah, yeah. At it now. But yeah, and it hurts yeah, too, man. Cause you don't, you don't see it coming. It's like out of nowhere. It hurts. Yeah, blindside. You gotta keep that head on the swivel. <laughs> head on the swivel, always, always. All right, so that kind of leads me into my next my next question. What would be? If you look back at your whole career, you know, high school, college, beyond. What would be 
your most memorable like achievement or something that you're most proud about in your journey that you know one 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 moment whether it's, whether it's an academic award or an athletic achievement what would that one thing be oh man so <clears throat> hit me with the twist right at the end i mean out of all the things it was that have graduating with that 4.0 man you know yes, sir. um that's sir. that was an achievement because i'll be honest with you because i because i could retain i had a good sequential memory and everything mm-hmm. good photogenic memory too i could go to take a test and like kind of paint what i saw mm-hmm. take it so i probably didn't study and stuff as serious as i should have and so then I, when I realized that senior year, I'm like, hey man, I could I could get up to a, a four. It, right. it, that was that was big for me. But you know, um I say you hit me with a twist because I mean um I had a lot of really good experiences playing football, you know, running that football. <laughs> Ran that thing. Talking trash. It was a lot of good experiences, man, you know, and um we went to overtime and uh homecoming game mm-hmm. and um you know college you got the you know two-point conversion and everything after a while yeah. and it's because the college rules were different it's it, the way it is now i kind of don't like it. but yeah. you know uh you had the plays from the 35 yard line going in mm-hmm. and then after the first overtime you had to go for two if you score a touchdown every time mm-hmm. you went for two and i was able to get it in so that's one the know, game <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thanks for giving me a academic and a, a athletic, you know, a, achievement. I appreciate that. I think you're my first one that mentioned, you know, the academic success first. But you know, it's either or. You're a student athlete, so thanks for sharing both. Um, definitely appreciate that. Um, so, so now I think you mentioned earlier in the session, but if I want to give you a segment to kind of talk about that now, if you, we all know hindsight is twenty twenty. If we go back, make a lot of different decisions. So. What are some of the things that you could go back in your journey that you would change and why would you change those things? Well, um, like I mentioned about uh, considering a community college, I mentioned mm-hmm. that because um, as I was talking about the whole scholarship situation with the academic scholarship and the athletic scholarship and grants and stuff that they give you, um, Jacksonville University was a private school. So $31,000 a semester. It was, you don't want to play around with that. $31,000 so, a semester? Yes, yes. Oh and that's before you get into your college. If you want to get into your college aviation, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, for, I, I went right past the, co- the community college route because I thought that meant sports is over. Mm-hmm. And um, when they fired my coach, brought a new coach in. Yeah, that athletics portion of the scholarship was gone, but my love for football didn't leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and my need to finish school didn't leave. So that next semester, thirty-one thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I took out some loans that I didn't want to take out, and now in in hindsight taking that path and going to HCC, that could have been a lot better mm-hmm. because then I could have paid that out of pocket. Right. And then I only had two years to go mm-hmm. work on my degree. I could have went 
to a different school or whatever the case is, or still went to JU, but I would have already had an associate's degree going right. in, would have cut out a lot of the opportunity for taking out loans or the risk. And right. then right. um I could have not been so scared of uh 9-11 too. So <laughs> West Point, West Point was right there, man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, okay. I, I didn't want to get deployed and anything like that. I I never was a ROTC kind of person. So right, 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 right. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. All right. So this is the part of the session where I call our scale-up moment. So and you've already dropped a lot already, but if you don't mind giving some more. So um, if you had any kind of gems, word of advice, guidance that you can give to these young, new generation of student athletes coming up to help guide them in their journey, what are some gems that you would give them? I'm like, if, you, if you're talking to like a, a middle school or high school young boy or girl who's playing football, soccer, baseball, basketball, what would you tell them um, if they want to make it to that next level, high school level, college level, professional, overseas, arena, it doesn't matter. Like, what would you, what would you share with them? So, um, as most viewers can gather by this point in our session, um, perseverance and, and will was a big thing for me, you know? Um, so that's why I was always in the gym. That's why I was always pushing myself further, but the biggest and the most important factor in all of that, before you, you know, doing extra push-ups or whatever it is, doing, taking extra reps before any of that is, keeping that focus and that desire believing in yourself because like I mentioned earlier you know there are other leagues you know just because you don't see it on tv or you don't see it on tv as much you know shoot for that right. but if you fall short don't just give up you know because there's other places that you can play um I'll give you a quick example um other than the ones I've already given you because mm -hmm. you know that works but um I was at the gym two or three days ago and mm -hmm. guy was you know i'm trying to hurry up during my lunch break you know mm -hmm. um got loaded up the leg press a lot of weight and there was another it was a woman on the, the other i didn't want to wait so i was like hey man can i work in with you and the guy kind of looked at me like you know what i mean <laughs> so but he was like yeah sure so i hop right in start working out with him he kept putting more weight on so then after about the third set, you know, he he actually works at the gym and everything. Big dude. Mm -hmm. He he looked at me, he was like, Man, I, I didn't think that you was just gonna hop on no warm-up and just start doing this weight. And I was like, um, I just gotta get it in, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. kind of keeping it low because I'm just focused on my workout. And he said, Man, you know, I'm squatting because I play CFL, I play in the Canadian football league. I'm a quarterback. Dang. You know, so he was uh -huh. like, you know. Yeah, I'm 22. And he was like, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this. My agent called me and he wants me to try out for the Broncos. He's trying to get me an invite for the Broncos camp and for the Colts camp. And I'm you know, I'm already thinking because I love football. I'm like, <laughs> ain't got no quarterback. Go ahead and go over there, man. Take that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the big thing was he's still motivated. So you don't know where you'll fall. He's working in a Canadian football league. So you hear about the Kurt Warners and stuff of the world. Right. But right. this guy's working out. He's in the CFL. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So people, a lot of people don't know this, but the CFL, they pay your room and board when you're up there. Mm -hmm. You fly back home and all that money is tax-free. Tax-free. So you that whole time, you're making that CFL tax-free money 
you go back home to mom and dad, if you're good enough, they'll take care of that too. So even if you get a contract and your contract is, you know, 70,000, but you're not paying any room and board or anything. So what are you spending money on? Right. So if you go do that for four or five years after college, you got how much money in the bank? You know what I mean? So I say that just never give up, man, because it's always a place that you can go. You know, you just got to, you know, persevere and find it. You know what I mean? And then in the case of this guy, you know, I hope, first of all, he's so strong to be a quarterback. Good luck bringing him down. Right. But I hope, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, that he gets a tryout for the, the Broncos or he gets a tryout for the Colts, you know. Um, in my line of work, I end up – I used to end up going to a lot of people's houses. Mm-hmm. I've run into people's houses and they got their college helmets and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, where you can see them in Kansas State and Ohio yeah. State. But – I ran into quite a few dudes who were like, hey, man, my career was just being on the practice squad, being on the ready squad for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never really got to play, but you know what? You know, the long snapper told me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland Browns punter got hurt. Mm-hmm. They needed to sign a new punter. So they called him up and said, hey, we need you to come snap to this punter. He went up there snapping, working out a whole bunch of punters to see who, which one they were going to sign. So he snapped, mm-hmm. snapped, snapped, and they gave him like 15000 a week just to mm-hmm. snap. Just to snap the ball. He's snapping the ball. So after about the third week, the long snapper got hurt. So they called him like, hey, you got a job. <laughs> yeah. So he next thing you know, he's on the team, and it wasn't even a serious in- injury. Yeah. But he long snapped for like five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. Each week was like $55,000. So it's like, hey, man, you know. That's a nice investment right there. You're going to invest it. And shoot, two weeks, two I mean, two months, you could change life with that kind of right. right. So it's just keeping your mind open to all options. But the only thing that will get open those doors is that perseverance and not giving up, having that desire. Because once you give up, it's done. It's you, done. Can't, you can't go back through that door. As right. you age you're not going to be faster or stronger. You know what I mean? So you keep that door open and keep your mind open to those things. Then if you get that possibility, you know, you can change life with just in some so small, you know what I mean? Right. So that would be my biggest thing. It's, you know, I speak from the aspect of football or from mm-hmm. the college basketball players that I saw, but this mm-hmm. is, this is for everyone in every sport because it's mm-hmm. always, it's different doors, you know? Right. Like me, I was coaching, you know, if you're in tennis and you don't go pro, but what if you can coach mm-hmm. and instill everything that you learned into somebody who happens to might be a little bit more athletic and you right. put them that way, you know what I mean? So it's, it's so many different options. The biggest and most important thing is to never give up. You'll never be too old to play a sport, you know, not saying that you're going to, you know, run into a, 11 on 11 tackle, you know, football right. game on the side of the road. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you'll still be able to play flag or do all these different things. Just never give it up because that's, you can always make something out of it that is, that is best for you. Right, right, right. Thanks for sharing, man. That was deep. That was deep. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, there's two more, two more questions. This one is, is more so just kind of what are you up to these days? What do you have going on? You know, you got to go too deep if you don't want to, but just want to kind of, you know, get a feel of what you got going on. 
So, I mean, right now, um, I'm, you know, I'm having pretty good success with my career. Um, I'm a supervisor. We all stack ranked against each other and stuff like that. So I'm striving to be last year. I finished in 2021 Mm -hmm. top 10. I was actually seven. So I want to move up a little bit Uh higher um, because the higher rank I get, the closer I can. I want to relocate actually and Mm -hmm. um, obtain another promotion. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm working at. So I love that. And then obviously my family putting my kids in sports. So Love it. My youngest, he's playing football for the first time. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, my daughter kind of she jumped to sports right off the bat. Gymnastics, mm-hmm. cheerleading. So she's in gymnastics, cheerleading. She wants to run track. So <laughs> trying to get them in and let them experience the things that I didn't experience mm-hmm. you know, at a young age so that they could find their their niche. Because yeah. even if they, you know, decide one day, hey dad, I don't want to play sports. It's cool. But right. just so that they can get that team experience because a lot of times I feel like sports builds that, that focus and that drive right. to be successful. You notice when you go into a workplace, most of the leaders played a lot of different sports mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you had that responsibility of being here and being on time and everything. So, you know, just trying to build their character in that way and, beautiful. you know, enjoying life, you know yeah, what I mean? Beautiful, man. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. And then this is the last part, just anything that you want to say or, Anything that I didn't ask a question or a topic I didn't bring up that you wanted to share with the viewers uh, right now, just an open floor for you to say whatever you want to say. Or if you're like, bro, I've said it all, we can, you know, we can end on a good note. That's cool, too. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much you pretty much hit all the different topics. You did a really, you did a really good job, you know, so, you know, I appreciate that. I don't think I don't know. You maybe went over it, but. Your viewers probably don't really know how good you were in high school, man. I was kind of intimidated. At the same time, I was like, oh, we got we got this dude, man. He's gonna be seven foot two, man. We should have win every game, man. Man, that was that was a dream. I wish I would have kept kept growing, man. But but we definitely had a a, a solid squad in um, high school with Demetrius, like you said, even before we grew, like I don't know if you knew Tyrus Way, like he was probably there before you uh came right on. And, uh, yeah, all them guys man, laid the groundwork and you know, the coaching there and, and everything. So, but yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I haven't been able to tell my story on, on scale yet, you know, so I'm hoping to find the time to have the roles reversed where I'm getting asked all the questions and I kind of tell you my journey, um, the, the challenges that I went through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, of my journey too. So I definitely will, you know, eventually, when I, you know, I just got to do it, you know, uh, yeah, tell my wait, story. Man. I can't wait, you know, so. Yeah. You, yeah. your family, y'all got a lot of good athletic stories, you know, growing up just thinking about all you guys. So, yeah, man, I, I'm I def- I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Scooby, man, you've been great. Thanks for all the words of advice. Thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it. I got one more thing I want to um actually mention. So all right, go ahead. Go ahead. I've been making these. Sh- I've, I've got these shirts. Okay. I don't know if you can see it pretty good, but. Uh-huh. The superhero fit. Superhero. Okay. Okay. But the main, the main story behind that is, um, I want to motivate people because I have so many people that come to me and, you know, they have different questions or different problems that they're dealing with in their life. Like I said, I'm a leader at mm-hmm. my job. A lot of my friends, I kind of, I'm the glue guy that kind of puts all these different friends together and all this mm-hmm. stuff. 
So I constantly have people coming to me, getting advice from all different things, just being around me and my, my energy. So what I wanted to do is turn it into something to help them as a reminder, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, um, always put your best foot forward, you know, to be the best you that you can be. Right. And uh, the idea came from actually when I um, lost all that, I lost all that weight and start got back in the gym like I really wanted to and everything. Mm-hmm. I saw how much I motivated other people and how many mm-hmm. people came to me like, how'd you do it? I want to do this. And, you know, I want people telling you all types of different stuff that right. they want to accomplish. And it's like, I, don't, I didn't even do that. So I don't know. But at the end of the day, I want to um, keep everybody mindful of, you know, how can I be better at something today so that they're always striving for their best self. So right. I just wanted to mention that, you know, I probably could have wore it, but, you know, no, I, I wanted to that. mention it just for people, you know, um, if they're interested in anything, because, it's it's something that you know obviously i want to see you working out when it you know right showing off that your hard work and everything but it's all about reaching for that that best that higher self right right i like that do so do you sell those shirts like do you sell them like can, yeah can people order them okay yeah, okay definitely okay where did the name come from super heru fit like super heru fit okay heru fit, like the guy heru which is always I- the god of your you know your higher self Got you, got you. Got you. <laughs> hey, I want to order one for real, for real. Like, I'll, I'll order one. I wear it, wear it to the gym. Well, I haven't been to the gym since since COVID, but I do my little home workouts. You know, keep myself presentable. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you know, one day we got to be able to get a workout in so I can get you out of JUCO. You know what I mean? And get Man, you up let's, do it. Hey, let's do it. Like, I, look, I miss the gym now. Like, I used to take the gym for granted. I used to go. I, mean, I, I was in the gym even when I was in school and stuff. I always make time to go to the gym, but. Since COVID, you know, with, with the little one and all that, I'm like, no, let me just kind of hold tight. But yeah, it man. It's a pleasure so being much. able to do this, man. I'm glad that you uh you reached out to me, you know. Absolutely, to man. have me on and stuff like that. So, and I hope that a lot of the viewers can learn something and use this to help them, you know, in their path. Yes, sir. That's the goal. That's the goal. I pray, I pray it does. I know it will. You definitely draw some great gems and some great insights. So, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. And also, uh, tell us where we can get that shirt. Like, is it a website? Like, how can we get access to it? Because I'm gonna place my order for sure. Me and so, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a website going. But right now, it's just operating off of Instagram. So okay. they can lead back to my Instagram and then send me a message and stuff like that. They'll see me on my Instagram working out with the shirt on and stuff like that. You all know, right. I'll bring a hashtag with it and all of that, and then you know, they can go from there. So. All right, cool. Do you want to share your Instagram? I mean, you don't have to, your a handle, but you can if you want for those who, if you want them to go and send you a DM to put in that order. Oh, yeah. My my Instagram is Scooby Skyline 3. Just Scooby like Scooby Doo, Sky like the sky, and Skyline, and number three. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you for the time again, brother. Man. I appreciate it, man. Have a good night, bro. Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Scale Sports knowledge, and life, a space where we empower student athletes. Please like, share, follow, and subscribe.